be great just to pick up on uh, our series again. And we'll be looking at the last few weeks at who our God is, the character of our God. And we're coming towards the end of that series now as we look at God is love, uh, as Phil said earlier. And when we consider this topic, there is so much that I could say because it's such a foundational truth to our Christian faith, that God is love. That is one of the core things about God. And we live in the good of that. I want to just consider a few words uh, as a start from one of the closest friends that Jesus had when he lived on the earth uh, as man come down, as God come down in, uh, in flesh. And his good friend John wrote quite a lot of the New Testament. He wrote one of the books known as the Gospel of John, but he also wrote a number of the letters uh, to some of the churches. And in one of these letters, 1 John 4, verses 8 to 11, uh, he talks about love. In fact, he talks about love so much through. He's just so consumed with the love of God and the love we should then demonstrate to others. He says this in 1 John 4, 8 to 11. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. So God is love. As it says there in the very first verse that I read, God is love. And in fact, John repeats it just a few verses later in the very same letter. He says, God is love. But what does it mean that he is love? Well, it certainly means that God loves, but it's more than that. It's the very essence of who he is. God exists and has always exists in community, in a loving community. The Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, always loving one another, pouring out love on one another. It's not just uh, something that God does uh, or even does all the time. He is by very nature love. A great man of God and theologian, someone who studied scripture, a man called John Piper, says this about what it means for God to be love. He says, I think it means something like this. God's absolute fullness of life and truth and beauty and goodness and all other perfections is such that he is not only self-sufficient, but also in his very nature overflowing. God is so absolute, so perfect, so complete, so full, so inexhaustibly resourceful, so joyful that it is by nature a giver, a worker for others, a helper, a protector. What it means to be God is to be full enough always to overflow and never to need, never murmur, never pout. God is love. The implications of this for the way we live are big. God's love overflows. It overflows from who he is and it overflows to us, to you and me. So God is love and he pours this love out on us. But how much does love, does God love us? Well, I was really struck this week by another verse that John wrote in one of his other books in the Bible. 
the Gospel of John in chapter 15, verse 9, says this. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. That's what Jesus was saying to his close friends, his disciples, and what he still says to his followers today. He says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. What? Wait. Just stop and ponder those few words right now. This Jesus, who is part of the Trinity, part of the Godhead, that's always been part of this loving community of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. He is saying, as the Father, just like God the Father has loved God the Son, in that same way, so Jesus loves us. Wow. How do we know? How do we know just how much God loves us? How can we be sure that he loves us? Well, as I read to you in those first few verses from 1 John 4, it says this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Yeah, that has a really similar feel to probably the most famous verse that John wrote. One that you see pop up at sporting matches around the world on banners and signs and all sorts of places in different contexts. John 3 verse 16 has such a similar ring to it as those verses from the book of John, uh, 1 John. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. How much did God love us? How much does God love us? He loved us so much, so much. He loved the world. It's an all-inclusive word, the world. Absolutely everyone. God loved them so much. He loved you and me so much that he gave his one and only son. He gave Jesus. The Bible is quite clear that God made us to be in a relationship with him. And yet we chose to do our own thing, to walk away, to live our life in a way that made us effectively God. We were saying we want to be God. We want to be in charge. And it created a divide that could not be uh, healed, could not be repaired by our own efforts. There's nothing that you and I can do to restore that relationship. So it took God to come out of his love for us that has never ended. He stepped in. He loved us so much that he sent his one and only son. That whoever, absolutely whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's the choice that's before us. That's the choice that we make when we hear these words. God loves us so much what are we going to do with that truth are we going to receive and respond there's a a brilliant book that i've been dipping into again in the last few days by a man called max Licardo. it's simply called 316 and it's a book based all around 
the um the the book or the verse of john 316 and max lucado explores this amazing verse and, and pulls it apart looking at this incredible truth but he sums it up in this way god loves god gave we believe and we live what incredible love you know it's way more than the book guess how much i love you would say where uh, the, the the daddy rabbit says to the, the child rabbit i love you to the moon and back it's way more than we had tony stark conversation with his daughter in avengers endgame where he says i love you three thousand god loves us with unlimited unmeasurable love my prayer for you this morning is what another great bible writer paul put in ephesians 3 18 to 19 he says i ask him i ask god that with both feet planted firmly on love you'll be able to take him with all followers of jesus the extravagant dimensions of christ's love reach out and experience the breath test its length plumb the depth rise to the heights live full lives full in the fullness of god so god loves us he is love he loves us and he loves us with this enormous enormous love that is beyond all measure but what sort of love does god love with uh, love us with well it's pure it's deep it's sacrificial it drives out fear there's a passage that's often read at weddings uh, also by Paul, who wrote the, the bit from Ephesians I referred to. And it's a passage that celebrates love, we particularly think, in terms of marriage, when it's read at a marriage, a wedding ceremony. But actually, it also is about how God loves us. It's 1 Corinthians 13, and it says this. Just listen to what it says. This is the sort of love with which God loves you and me. Love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres love never fails have you ever felt let down by love? Hearts get broken as promises are broken, but God always keeps his promises. In this big, busy world, you may feel lost or forgotten, but God sees you. He hears you. God loves you. Lamentations 3 verse 22 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. We have a sign that we have we have hanging up in our porch of our house, which says this. Always remember you are loved. Always remember you are loved. And I would declare that over you this morning. However you're feeling, remember that you are loved. God loves you with this incredible, wonderful, sacrificial, unlimited, unmerited love directed down on you. It's an overflow of who he is. God is love in a loving community and he overflows this love he pours it out on us this letter of john that we started with 
goes on to say, because of what God has done for us, we should therefore love others. 1 John 4 verse 11, the last verse of what I started with says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And in verse 19 of that same letter, he says, we love because he first loved us. God loves us out of his overflow. We are to love out of that overflow of his love on us. And that love is for all people. It doesn't matter what age, what race, what background, what social status, what education they've had or not had. We are called to love. God calls us to love as he loves. But how can we do that when there is so much hate in the world? How can we love when we might get hurt? Well, the answer is in that verse from 1 John 4. We love because he loved us first. So God is love. He doesn't just love. He is love. He loves us so much, so much that he sent his one and only son to die for us so that we could know him. He, loved, he loves us with a pure, patient, kind, sacrificial love, one that is faithful, one that keeps no records of wrongs, one that will never fail. And because of this, we are called to love others.